Hello, professionals. Welcome back to another episode of your favorite business podcast, Professional-ish. Um, today, I, Rachel, am here with my co-host, Jordan. And for the most part, she's going to be leading the show. She has some great things to say about what it means to be the secret sauce, how to be a great and valuable employee. So the next stop on this gravy train that we're moving forward. (laughs) (laughs) Point number two is be trustworthy slash reliable. There are many intangible ways that you can make this happen. And so we've, we're trying to condense this list, but there's just so many ways to really showcase this. Um, so just kind of to uh, walk you guys through some of the ideas that we came up with. So the first one is make a great first impression. And I think that that really starts day one. Um, as soon as the interview. And then, of course, as time ebbs and flows, then that is seen and noticed. But start off on a great foot. Um, and that's going to make you trustworthy that you can show up and be available and prepared for when you said that you were going to show up. Absolutely. And I think something you've said to me before is a great impression starts at the very beginning. And I just thought that was so profound because you were like, it starts literally at the interview, at the resume, at the very first point of contact. And when you say start at the very beginning, I'm like launching into the Sound of Music song. Let's start <laughs> at the very beginning. A very good place to start. Because um, you got to have your, your little cameo in the episode here. So um, that's my little uh, karaoke for you guys. Um, the next point here is start quickly with providing quality work. If you're blundering, if you're making spelling errors, if you're doing like, you know how they have those memes of like, someone is painting a parking lot and they stripe it wrong and it's like, they had had one one job. (laughs) Like, if your job, like... The world is is to a point still using Zoom. If you're sending out Zoom links for meetings and you just keep misspelling and keep putting the wrong dates on, but when you're seeing a consistent pattern, it just does Mm -hmm. not Mm -hmm. show well for yourself. So when you, at the very beginning, when you're only given a little bit of responsibility, use that opportunity well. (laughs) The next thing really is knowing and realizing when you have received sensitive information and whatever that looks like and knowing (laughs) to keep it to yourself. (laughs) That is not a water cooler topic to start wondering and asking questions and chat, chat, chat. You can hear it, you can receive it and it can like, I don't know if you guys have watched Psych, but like Gus is like the vault of secrets. He keeps it to himself. That is not to be spread. (laughs) Oh, I love that show. (laughs) It's a good one. They have a podcast out now in case anyone was wondering. <gasps> do they really? Yeah, they do. They they do. I mean, it's like the thing now that so many of these shows are like, there's Office Ladies, there's One Tree Hill, um, Gilmore Girls. There's a few different ones out there and they do like episode recaps. So if you guys have any like go-to like favorite shows, see if they have podcasts that I mean, usually it's by the stars themselves, but see if they've got podcasts. Why not? Anyway, where was that going? Um, Sensitive information. (laughs) Okay, wrapping that back up. 
All right, so the next thing is make good choices and ask when you're not sure. This goes back to speaking up when there's a lack of clarity, but there's going to be moments where you're maybe talking with a client, like talking to someone external and you wanting to give a great representation of the company or you're given, I mean, there are people who have access to company credit cards or have access to their boss's personal phone number and email or whatever, like whatever you have access to and whatever your tasks are, just be thoughtful and be wise and discerning about how you act on that information and how you use that information. And if you're like, hmm, should I go forward in this way? Just ask. Because, like, I would rather look stupid and, like, by the way, like, how do you make PB&J? Is it just PB&J? Like, I'd rather just ask than be like, oh, actually, we have a, let's say you're working at a restaurant and they have a secret ingredient and you're like, oh, I would have missed, I mean, I'm like totally making that example out of thin air, but maybe they have a secret ingredient and you didn't know. Like, just ask. I would say part of the making good choices is because we've, we've, we have had instances of this before and I've certainly had instances of it in past jobs and careers, if it is out of your realm, meaning if you are literally not qualified or knowledgeable on it, then you probably shouldn't be making a choice that you are not qualified to make. Sometimes that can be a big thing and sometimes it can be a small thing. But like with us working in healthcare, if we are literally, we are admin, we are not qualified to answer certain questions. And so like if it's, if we are not qualified, that's already a huge ethical and like legal issue. Um, But that's just like, that's my first point of part of the good choices is knowing when you shouldn't make the choice, like make the choice to not say or do something that is not yours to handle. Um, And then my second thing that I was going to say of I love that we keep bringing up ask when you're unsure, but I also want to make the point of don't continue asking the same thing over and over. Meaning, um, you know, I've worked with people before that maybe I like trained with them or I've answered questions and they continually asked me my opinion or my take on different situations that were for all intents and purposes the same thing so jordan your your example was like how to make a pb and j sandwich oh do i put the jelly on you know how do i make this so let's say you've taught the person how to make it and every time they get an order for the pb and j they come back and say okay i know it says pb and j but is it peanut butter and jelly do i add the jelly do you see what i'm saying Mm-hmm. with that of if you have been trained or taught on it and you know that this is the right answer that then becomes an internal of not trusting yourself if someone is coming to me with a question of okay i got this order i know this is my 12th pb and j of the day and i've made it the exact same time the same way for the last 12 but are you sure like do i make it the same way this time you yep. already know 
how to make it. So why are you asking me? You're not asking for clarification. You're, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like assurance or something? Yes. You, uh, to a point, forfeit the luxury of having that trainer as a resource for that mm-hmm. predicament. Mm-hmm. You've got to rely on your instincts. You've got to make the judgment call and also to allow yourself to mess up and to make the PB&J wrong and to get a complaint from the client. Like there's a point of you've got to sometimes learn the hard way because if you just trust your gut and you go with it and then you realize that by the end of the shift, you've made 10 more and no one's complained, you're doing it right. You're doing it the way it's supposed to be done. You can continue forward then, but there comes a point when that manager is no longer going to be helpful to you because their answer is not going to change. It's a you thing. It's not a them thing. Absolutely. Does that help? Okay. Yes. So our next thought here is act with integrity. Again, um, I don't have a whole lot of extra things to expound upon, but just be someone who like good character. They're going to, they, they want to do the right thing. That's just the epitome of, of my thoughts on that. So the next idea here is to be consistent, dependable, reliable. When someone gives you a task, they know that, that task is going to be done and going to be done well. And Because as we kind of show um, throughout this episode on the flip side, if you're not going to be a valuable employee, if your supervisor repeatedly gives you tasks and you fail to complete them, you fail to do it right, you fail to do it on time, you fail to do it well, you are no longer eligible to be a valuable employee if you can't be dependable to do what you've been asked to do. Ooh, yes. And from an ADD perspective, this is still, it's, it's on you. Like coming from someone who struggled with this forever, for like turning things in on time, being consistent, being dependable, not forgetting things, that is like a super huge challenge. But all the people around me know I have ADD and I really, I try to not use it as like a crutch or an excuse. I try to, I work really hard to put, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? To work around it. Because ultimately it's my responsibility to manage my ADD in order to get my work done. Bingo. Whatever like your pain points are, whatever the thing is, to be responsible for whatever you've been given to ultimately become a valued employee. See how I wrap that up? (laughs) I think there's going to be a point where over time, your reliability is going to speak for itself and you're going to end up having a history that speaks well of you. And I, I remember... I think it was in like my first year at the company where maybe I was running late. Maybe there was, there was a couple of accidents that year that were like, they, they like delayed me like a solid 20, 30 minutes. Maybe I had a dentist appointment or something. I would send out a text of, Hey guys, here's what's going on. Here's where I'm at. And it's going to take me a minute. I'm not going to be there at my usual time. Just so you know, um, I would rather you over communicate that is not lost on bosses and on supervisors. They notice those things. They notice when people are just really all over the place. And they notice when people are um, communicating and 
being dependable. So it, it does show itself very clearly. Yeah. And, well, I will say some, unfortunately, supervisors won't necessarily notice the good, but they will for sure notice the yes. bad. Yes. So hopefully they're noticing that you're dependable and on time or you know, whatever the case may be, but they will definitely notice if you are not those things. <laughs> yes. The deficit of, they will notice the deficit. Our, our other point here is, or our next kind of sub point is having transparency with boundaries. And Rachel, I know you had some thoughts on this, so take it away. Oh, yes. So this, um, this next point, I feel like the next two points, we can sort of wrap together. If you are coming into a company, from my personal perspective, I think that you should be your authentic self, be your genuine self. Um, you know, if you are not, if you're not being yourself to a respectful degree, being yourself with boundaries, then you're being someone else. You're being fake. And why are you doing that? That's a whole deep of why do I feel that I have to be someone else at this job? Why can't I be myself? There's, there's a difference between being yourself and being professional because Jordan, as you well know, I have my phone voice and then I have my talking to my coworkers voice. The phone voice is for, you know, clients, for people that I'm not in constant contact with, that I'm not literally sitting beside at work. Could you imagine me using my phone voice with you? <laughs> you thought about that like all day long. I'd be like, wow, this is so formal. You'd be like, I feel uncomfortable. <laughs> um, so within that same sort of subject, I feel that like, I think that you can be transparent about yourself, about your needs, about what you want, where you want your personal goals to go or where you want your professional goals to go. Like we have had people come into the company where we currently are and they'll say, hey, I'd like to stay here for a period of time, but my ultimate goal is to branch out on my own or to do this thing. But if you're coming in with that transparency of ultimately I'd like for this to happen, I, could, I would say you can do that with within boundaries. But the people who have come into our current company and who have been transparent with that, the owners have appreciated that and they've said, okay, great. So we want to utilize you while you're here. And also because you have to Jordan's point, because you have put in the time, because you have put in the effort, because you have worked hard and really contributed, we also want to help you, you know, propel you forward into your next, um, the next level of your career. So if you're, if you're being transparent, I think, I personally think that's very important. I mean, at the same time, again, transparency with boundaries. Um, there, there are times to say, this is my ultimate goal, and there are times to not say it. Again, it's being wise and discerning about what are you ultimately trying to communicate and like what's your end goal. And I think that at the end of the day, work is meant to be a part of your life. It's not to, meant to be your life. And so the people who like the people who you can be fully transparent with are not people at work. Like be transparent with boundaries, be transparent as applicable of here's where I'm at, here's what my expectations are and assumptions and whatnot. But at the end of the day, if you were thinking from a 10,000 perspective on some things, 
if you want to start a family, if you are thinking about relocating or whatever, those aren't really conversations to have with work until they need to know. But for personalized stuff, that stays outside of the workplace as you kind of figure out the details and the timing because there may be a point where you, let's say you want to have, you like, you know, let's say you get married, you want to have a kid or whatever, and then it takes you a while to get pregnant. Like, mm-hmm. and if mm-hmm. you're fine to just, if you're fine to continue in your position until it happens, what if it takes you a year? Not, not that you can't just leave at that point. If, if that works for you financially, then go for it. But there are certain things that, like, even if, let's say you want to relocate and then you just, you can't find a house. And every time you put an offer, that house just gets taken by someone else. Like, you don't always know the timing of it. So when it comes to personalized stuff and just as you process through things, that is meant to stay out of the workplace. And then as it will impact your job and your empl- your coworkers, then by all means, be transparent about it. All right, professionals, I hope this was helpful to you. That is going to wrap up this episode. We out. And remember, guys, stay (laughs) professional-ish.